Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And we have uh, an article, a topic fresh off the presses from Statista. It states that the majority of U.S. young adults now live with their parents. I have to pause for a moment, man, when I look at that because um, the age range that they're looking at, um, I'm not, I'm, I might as well say I'm in the age range because I'm not that far away. I'm, I just turned 30 this year. But it stated that the Pew Research Center analysis has found that a majority of 52% of Americans aged between 18 and 29 now live with a parent, the highest share recorded since the Great Depression era. Um, the article doesn't have a an author. It just says it was provided by Statista. Um, it says that figure looked that figure looked set to rise even further as an estimated thirty to forty million people across the U.S. were thought to be at risk of eviction. So, obviously, um, after that, it, it goes to talk about how um, it's provided tenants with, um, you know, eviction protection until the end of the year, which um, is what we're already in September. So, roughly, that's three more months. So, um, a lot can change in three months. Uh, it, can, it can be bad. It can be good. Right. So, the interesting thing about this um, article is that it kind of goes along with um, some information that I've read um, a while ago, um, and it was mainly pertaining to student loan debt and how student loan debt has been prohibiting young adults from getting homes even with you having um first time home buyers you know things like that you still have instances in which people are not in a position due to student loan debt amid other things to actually uh get into a home um one of my very very first podcasts i did may have been the first podcast I did when I talked about rent versus mortgage. So um, one of the things that we can really, really look at now, and I'm going to tie all this in together, you know, just now that it's, it's popping up in my head, a lot of a myriad of subjects are starting to come up, but it all kind of goes back into, goes back into this, uh, realistically speaking. Um the price of rent is high uh, in a lot of places. The price to get into a house is high uh, in a lot of places. Uh, one of my previous podcasts, I talked about how uh, there were individuals in Austin, Texas, who were looking to get uh, starter homes uh, on the outskirts of the city because Austin is one of the uh, is a growing city 
um, individuals who track that type of stuff state that Austin um, in the next few years could uh, surpass Dallas as far as population and, and even in, in, in size. So that, I mean, that's a tremendous leap. So obviously in order for things like that to happen, obviously you, you're going to have individuals, professionals moving there, whether it's for them to go to college and say, Hey, well, you know, I fell in love with the city of Austin. Uh, my family and I, Hey, we're going to set up shop here. Right. And so when you have a situation like that in which people want to get fixer uppers, but individuals who have money are looking to buy them, fix them, flip them, or even, you know, take them down and build apartment complexes. Obviously you're going to have individuals, um, going back to, um, those situations living with their parents. Um, I read an article maybe two to three years ago where it talked about that this era, this generation I'm in, could be the first generation in history or is going to be the first generation in history in which based on uh, multiple metrics that our parents, for the first time in history since they've been charting this, our parents are going to have experienced and have had access to more wealth than we are because the saying is is that you want your children to be better off and to live better than you are but when we're looking at statistics like this and which is say 50 percent of america's age between 18 and 29 now live with their parents and we add in the virus because a lot of these kids they may have had, you know, apartments where they were living together and they may have been working at restaurants or other things that were deemed non-essential. Even though they may have some eviction protection and things like that, they just may feel like, hey, I want to go home. You know, I, you know, I may want to go home. You know, or whatever the situation is. And one of the things that we were told was going to be a part of the American dream, which is to, to own a home in America. That dream is a daydream. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a dream that you have when you're getting your ream sleep. It's one of those things where you just, you kind of doze off. Right. So, um, moving down the article, it talked about during the great depression era, uh, the number was at 48% of young adults living with the parent. And it said it reached its lowest point in 1960, which it stood at 28%. And has grown steadily ever since. And it hit 49% in February of this year. So if we know February, February of this year, this was right before um, the virus had, you know, been in full swing, right? And it says that um, that the number of 18, 29 year olds increased by 2.6 million percent since February and the total number stood at 26.6. So that, that takes it from a percentage standpoint to a just a whole number standpoint. 
So the question becomes now, you know, what's what's going to be done? All right. Um, I'm sure we've seen the commercials where in times like this, um, people push forward, people persevere. This is when people are essentially forced um, due to circumstances to look for ways to better their situation and push forward. And so these are these are these particular situations and it seems that it's even more so on a grander scale. It's on the grandest scale based on um the Pew Research Center. So this is at the grandest scale. This is the greatest number of um I guess well I I don't know what the age group is for millennials, but it may be it may be Gen Xers too. I don't, I'm not good at that stuff, <laughs> but we essentially have two generations overlapping one another and which, you know, living with, uh, their parents. And I know, um, and I guess since 18 is considered a young adult. So obviously, um, that's that. And a lot of people in that age group, their parents are baby boomers. My parents are baby boomers. So, in essence, this is the wealthiest generation that has ever stepped, that's walked on the face of this earth based on the, because of the time period in which they grew up in America. So they have a lot of, uh, a lot of them have a lot of resources that that they're going to have to pass down, but they might not have as much to pass down in in the sense that um, they're obligated now with a lot of you know, varying events transpire to help support their children. And they're getting to the age where they are retiring and getting on fixed income. So the money that they may have be able to make in their last years of working where they can kind of um, help more in another couple of years than not. Right, and they can't necessarily put themselves in a bind when they are no longer working, and to help, you know, continue to take care of um, their eighteen to twenty-nine year old. So, I mean, it's it's it, it's, I mean, it's gonna come to a head, right? A lot, of, you know, that's one thing about twenty twenty. A lot of stuff is coming to a head, um, whether it's um, the capitalist system. Um, whether it's this uh, sex trafficking, all of this particular stuff is coming to a head. A lot of this, the metrics are starting to become clearer. The algorithms are working to to put to spit information out that we can decipher, that we can look and and look for ways to provide solutions to these particular problems. But I mean, that's a staggering number: fifty-two percent of Americans between 18 and 29, 52% are living at home. And that, and again, that, that's the number that's in September that, you know, that number could increase and more than likely will increase. So, um, like I said, I just want, I mean, I want to, to talk about that because, um, man, it's just, that's, this. It's interesting because there's 52% of people who 
aren't going to be in a position to pay um, property taxes and, and, and all the other things associated with um, being a homeowner or even being a renter, you know, things like that. And put money back into the community. They they are not going to be um, in a position to do that because of again the pandemic as well as uh, student loan debt is uh, hampering them um, tremendously. So, like I said, you know, in a situation like this, this is when um, individuals who have um, plans or, or who have been looking for a reason to get motivated or looking for themselves to um, push forward. These are the type of instances. These are the type of uh, situations in which uh, the ones who are who didn't think they who didn't think they were prepared are going to become prepared, and they're gonna think it's an overnight type of thing. But in in all actuality. It just had to get to a situation in which you had to be able to go forward, right? So um, that's about all I have to say on that subject. Um, really, really short podcast compared to a lot of a lot of others, but I just when I seen it, I just like, oh man, I just you know, let me uh, let me touch on this. Um, we have um, a lot of factors that are going into this. Um, not just the not just the virus is is at play here. It's a lot. It's a lot of other factors, and and they just happen to be converging um, among one another. And then also, um, was it J.P. Morgan? Or was it Wells Fargo? It was one of those banks that just said that they were raising their minimum um credit uh issuance like you had a minimum you had to have a minimum of a, a 700 credit score you know for things like this so it's it's is those particular things are going to make it harder um you don't have the the required credit score and things like that to uh, age and stuff like that. That's another factor that would um, harm or hamper, <clears throat> excuse me, individuals. And like I said, with this, <clears throat> with the shutdowns and and things like that, and people that have um, borrowed money for cars and and things of that particular nature, and you're not um, in a position to um, pay them back, and you need a little assistance. Um, just depending on how they, you know, give out the assistance, it could be um, harmful, you know, for a little while. It's just a hit on your credit, but it puts you in a lot better situation in which you, you know, you can you can rest, um, so to speak. You can, you know, you're in a better position to operate, but obviously at the same time, is going to put you behind the eight ball. It's like, well, you know, I got to go shack up at mom's or, you know, mom's and dad. You know, I got to give me a spot on the couch or, you know, if they haven't turned my room into a study, hey, need my own room back, you know, for a while, you know, till I get, the, till I get things figured out, right? So um, that's something to pay attention to. Um, I'm going to pay attention to it. Um, 
um, I'm sure more outlets will pick it up and and add more to it because, like I said, those aside from the virus, there are other things that are contributing to this. It's just that now, um, the virus is in what well, the pandemic is um, disrupting so many different things that obviously is, it was going to encompass um, this as well. All right. But that's another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'll be back to you again next week. Peace.